In brightest day, in blackest night, all other podcasts tremble in fright. Losers cower before the power. Orange is lust and blues you can trust. Indigos feel and white ones heal. Yellow scare and green ones dare. That sapphire love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Jim and Mars face evil's minds. Respect their power for they'll make you see the light. Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Marble. I'm Dan Kurtzke. And I'm Jim Ford. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 403, 403. Jim. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't really paying attention. It, it's right. <laughs> as long as you pay attention for the bulk of the episode, since you're kind of the maestro here, then we're then we're in good shape. Yes, the three uh, of us are back. No, Chad's not dead. He's just unable to record this week, and this episode came together at at the last second as far as it being this week. We had talked about it previously, but it coming to fruition it kind of fell into place quickly. So, what are we doing, Jim? Tell everybody what we're doing. Okay, since the first Brackets episode went over so poorly, we decided to come back and do another one. <laughs> we enjoyed it, though. <laughs> Did people well, not like it? I don't even know. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I know Dan hated it, but... <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, you know, doing things that Dan hates is kind of our MO, so... That's what we built the show on in the first place. It it, it really was. So we decided to do it again. Um, you know, we, we kind of scrounged the show up at the last minute, um, and, uh, the bracket that we will be tackling tonight is a list of our favorite Green Lantern collectibles. Now... This, we, we kind of started with the idea of it's the Green Lantern collectibles that we have, that we own, you know, and our fa- they're our favorite collectibles. But, you know, in the spirit of, like, kind of expanding out and, you know, like, maybe make it a little more encompassing if there's stuff that we don't have that we wish we had, you know what, we could put that on there, too. That way we're getting, like, a really nice, robust list of all the Green Lantern collectibles out there and what we personally feel are, you know, what kind of the best ones. Um, the caveat is that each of us came up with a list of ten. So I made a, you know, a huge list of 30 items, and I randomized that. And then the top 14 items are going to go head-to-head. And then we're going to do a melee battle with six items. So one one item is going to come out of the melee battle, and that's going to go directly to the final four. Because um, uh, the way that this is whittling down, we're going to eventually have from our brackets uh, three. So the top two will go head-to-head, and then the third one is going to go with the winner from the melee battle. Uh, this is all incredibly complicated. I made it way more complicated than it needs to be. But uh, that just adds to the fun, fun and uh, 
don't worry, like you'll you'll be able to follow along as it happens a lot easier than me explaining it ahead of time. This sounds like the exact opposite of fun math. <laughs> no, this is fun math. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it, this definitely leans on the side of fun math as opposed to not fun math. But uh, without further ado, let us jump into the brackets. We're not going to give a rundown ahead of time. You're just going to hear them as they happen. And whoever wants to claim the item that they added to the list may do so if they so choose. The first bracket we have the Green Lantern animated series Blu-ray box set going, yeah, going up against the War of Light Hero Clicks entire set. So. So, so, so Jim, you're going to be the tiebreaker, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, like, just because you guys, you know, may have added, you know, one of each of the things, uh, you know, like, look at it and really think about it. No, and, I know, I was kidding. Yeah, you know, if the other thing is clearly better than what you picked, um, you know, vote vote your heart. I absolutely agree with that sentiment. Unfortunately, Mark picked Hero Clicks. <laughs> The Greenland, the Green Lantern animated series on Blu-ray, like, like Green Lantern the animated series is something I hold up as, as hey, let's take, and everything, like let's t- let's take all of Green Lantern, especially like the John Zish era, distill it down so that all that's left are the best parts, and animate that. It's it's a fantastic it's one of the, it, it is one of the best Green Lantern things ever made and it's to this day the absolute best portrayal of Hal Jordan in any medium ever and it's it's one of the default shows everybody points to at when they talk about about shows that ended before their time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I, I I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I do. Mark? I I think the way the way Dan described it is accurate. I mean, I I did love that animated show. I think I'm I think I'm haunted by the fact of how it ended. <laughs> the fact that that even I mean, we kind of got an ending for the season, but we know they had such bigger plans, and they should have been able to to carry on with it. Uh, I think for me the only the only question is from a collect as a collector's item perspective um, that the hero clips were so good though they really were I mean were there too many of them yes was it impossible to get everything that you especially the entities and everything but it, they were they were really nice <laughs> they were they were really nice <laughs> and they're such perfect scale to be to be put next to the power battery props too. To yeah. act as a central power battery for you know with those guys, it's just it's perfect. Uh, so I get, so the only thing that gives me pause about voting for the animated series is is just the the collect as a collector collector's item from a collectability perspective. But as a repre- well, but as a representation of everything of everything that was really good about about certainly like like. Dan said about the Johns-ish themes in era. 
he's absolutely right about that. So now, I mean, I do want to kind of, you know, get ahead of this since this is the first bracket. We're not judging this as far as like what is the best collectible. You know, we're not because that would be like okay, showcase twenty two or um, uh, what was the other one? The whatever showcase twenty two. All American Comics sixteen. That's yeah, that's the one. Um, those would be the best collectibles. I mean, you know, it would be very difficult for any Green Lantern fan to objectively, you know, debate that those are not the most important collectibles to Green Lantern in general. Um, what we're going for more so is the stuff like what, what brings you more joy personally? Um, and while I, I really love the hero clicks. Um, and the thing that gives me pause about the animated series, Blu-ray box set is that, uh, like we're moving farther away from the idea of, uh, Actually, um, we're moving farther away from the idea of physical media. So while the show conceptually, I would definitely say, yeah, that's like one of the most important things to Green Lantern in general. Do I think that the Blu-ray set is, you know, uh, does that Blu-ray set itself you know, have more significance. Um, I mean, when it comes right down to it, if I was stuck on a desert island, would I rather have the animated series or the full set of the hero clicks? And I would go with the animated series because I would have nobody to play the hero clicks with. Assuming you had power. (laughs) (laughs) Or or, or else it's just going to be nice frisbees to throw around. (laughs) Well, actually, Sharp, I mean, sharpen them, sharpen yes. them, and use them to defend yourself. That's right. <laughs> oh, Get some birds I mean, out of the tree so you can eat. Based you could on... use it to fo- focus the sun to create that, a fire. That's right. You could do that. Uh, based on that little added caveat of what brings brings you joy, I'm gonna see. I was leaning towards the animated series, but I'm gonna stick with the hero clicks because they do bring because because. I don't. I do not personally own that Blu-ray set, but I know if I did, like most of my other Blu-rays, I would not watch it all that often. I see the hero clicks every day when I'm downstairs. Every day, so I'm reminded every day how cool they are. And so I would say on the bringing me joy factor, I'm even though it's going to be eliminated, I'm gonna still. Uh, I will. I will have to vote for. I'm still gonna vote for my hero clicks. Okay. Um, and Dan, you're going for the animated series. Yes. That's moving on. Okay. I almost got into Hero Clicks way back. Like the first, the first one I ever saw was that Sentinel they did of the from the X Men. Oh yes. yes, and it and it was like to scale with like how big a Hero Click is. Yes. And I, but like honestly, the thing the thing that put me off of it was like the main mechanic of collecting it. Like I I hated the idea of the bo- the blind box because like the appeal to me was like oh I could just buy nothing but scrolls and make a scroll army and then i realized that i couldn't do that so i was like nah never mind then the thing that i like about that that, that we want to drag this out any longer the thing about the hero clicks i like is considering how small they are you know there's there there may be they may be slight 
They have, they're probably more like 25 millimeter figures than 15, if you really looked at them from, like, from a modeling perspective. But the reality is there's so much detail on those figures. They've gotten so good at – I mean, some of them are duds, but some of it depends on the paint job. Oh, but, yeah. But they, but as, but that's why for me as a collectible I like them, and because I mean it's not like I don't get I never got them to play the game. I got them because I like them as, as you know as figures. So, but. and you could, and you could get a billion of them, and they take up as much space as like a deck of cards. Yes, that is true. Yes, I had many of them. Um, they definitely got better with the uh, the paints, and it was very hit or miss as far as which characters would be really good and which would be basically garbage. But um, no, I still have a bunch of cool ones from Mark. Okay, so next up we have, this is this is a very interesting pairing, as you'll hear in just a second. It is the 1998 DC Collectibles, or DC Direct, Green Lantern Ring with the Kyle Band, going up against... The free Green Lantern ring that they gave away in the '90s when you bought the issue of uh, Green Lantern number one. Now, is the is that first one the one that came in the base of like a Kyle statue? No, no, that was the um, bust. That was the Green Lantern bust, and this was the one that came. It came in a little gray box. It had a little like slip cover around it that was white and green. It said that the you know this ring does not actually grant powers to the wearer. It was the first DC Collectibles ring that they had. Well, was it actually? Was it the first one, or was it the uh, the the little um, the basic, like almost like a wedding band type ring? I think that was the first. I think that was the first major collect. I don't know if that was. Was that before the brass and, and the those if those rings came out? I it may believe not, it may not have been, but either way, this was the this was the first mainstream, relatively that you could just order that you could just order through your comic book store and get if you wanted it. Uh, yeah, is this the one with the it's it's uh, the green face with the lighter green jewel and like the outside is trimmed in silver? Yes. Yes. Okay. The, the, the one they advertise as, as "quote unquote" Silver Age, but the, but the logo on the box is Kyle's, and, and, and the ring pretty much is Kyle's. <laughs> so. Yes. Going up the against up? the the other one was the big chunky Green Lantern ring that they gave away free in the early '90s. Um, you would get a, a, a ring if you bought an issue of Green Lantern number one. This is. Um, if you remember when we went to uh, Super Show and we had the rings to like kind of make and give away, the big chunky one was made as a copy of this particular ring. It had a glow in the dark center. Um, it was a pretty large ring. I would probably say like wasn't size. That, wasn't that 12 mosaic? Or 13. Wasn't the glow in the dark ring most for mosaic number one? Was it mosaic? For some reason, I want to think that it, say that it was. I could be wrong, but for some reason, I you know. I had heard Mosaic, but I think it was actually Green Lantern number one. Because timing-wise, I think it came out a little earlier than Mosaic. Green Lantern plastic promo ring, 1990s glow in the dark. Yes. Where it's it's all green, but just the the white thing in the center. Yes. Okay. And it's uh, it's also the Kyle style. Yes. Let's see. Green Lantern Mosaic number one with a vintage promo glow in the dark ring. That's an eBay auction, which doesn't necessarily mean it's accurate, but it does. 
but that's 1992 would be if that's the case. Um, um, let's see. I'm looking at both of them right now. It's not I don't know what I don't know what comic it came from, but uh, it, I think it would have been Mosaic if it came with yeah, the other. I'm pretty sure. So, some let's see. Did it show it on the cover of this? I this is not this is not really helping me because this auction already ended. Let's see. So it's, it plus it plus it does not like the rock like the rocket scientist has a picture of the ring. So that's that that's that'd be a good auction to bid on when you can't even see what's. It. I mean, unless you really wanted mosaic number one for a good price, but uh, as you should. I know that's why I said it the way. The yeah, I think it was for mosaic, but either way, it's. <laughs> Either way, it's early '90s glow in the dark ring, the glow in the dark that they gave out. I ca- I kind of lean towards the second one, because I mean it's the f- the first one is obviously like it looks it's sturdier, it's metal, it's better quality probably, but the second one just looks better. Like it looks like a ring out of the comic. Well, yeah. Um... Mark, you 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 go next. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to me, I mean, I I don't know if there's any other any of the plastic free giveaway rings, even the Blackest Night rings, that would compare t- to me anyway, for the to the 1998 Kyle ring, the Silver Age ring. Uh, first of all, because again, it was something I just I don't even into, I had kind of just gotten into Green Lantern within like like they like four like the last four years or so before if that came out. It was there was so little. They started pumping out some Green Lantern figures at the time because even though they cut Hal off at the knees, at the knees they were real quick at still trying to capitalize on the merchandise because people were upset. It's like, hey, we put out Silver Age, we put out Hal stuff. People are gonna buy it, and, and even though you know, but this just the fact that you could get a wearable Green Lantern ring, a metal wearable Green Lantern ring. I wore that ring so long. I still wear it once in a while. It's not the coolest looking ring that I have. It's not the most comfortable ring that I have. It's the ring that has the most significance to me in the entire of all the of the collectible rings, all the rings that I have. And it's kind of conv- funny thinking back that I, I left off so many. I did not bother to add so many rings into that into that list. Maybe list two. Uh, with all the rings I have, it is funny that. But I went for the. I went. That's why I picked. That's why I picked this one though. Because this is the one that has the most sentimental value to me, and and, and based on kind of like maybe like turning the corner from DC's perspective of pumping out a little bit of merchandise. Because short, I wasn't too far, I think, after that that they did the, they did the first bu- bunch of full scale power batteries. You know, the Allen and the Hal, Abensur, all that stuff. So to me, to me, this one's a, much more than the Hero Clicks. To me, it's it's definitely the '98 ring. Okay. So, you know, I I actually did not get that Kyle ring, the silver Kyle ring, until like I don't know within the last ten years. Um, I had, I don't remember exactly when, but I finally saw an auction where you know it was cheap enough to justify getting it for the collection. I never got it back in the day because like it was. It was a cool-looking ring, but for the cost, like, it always bothered me that that face was green and the band was silver. And it just, like, and I know that that's irrational, but by the same token, it's like, okay, well, I like what I like, and 
I mean, it was it was definitely cool. Like if it was if it was all silver, you know, like that would have been more acceptable to me for some strange reason. Now, conversely, that Green Lantern ring was like I loved that ring so much because that was a ring that like they just they gave that away for free. That you know, with you know, you bought the comic. It was so easy. Like that was like one of my first purchases off of eBay. I remember. Like this is when eBay like first started, and you know, like to be able to get one of those because I had missed out when they first gave the rings away. You know, none of the comic shops had them anymore. So like, you know, like I was chomping at the bit to try and get a Green Lantern ring. Finally, eBay, you know, exists, and I'm like, oh, cool. Let me get a Green Lantern ring. I got the Green Lantern ring. And, like, since then, like, I have acquired so many more of these free Green Lantern rings. I probably have, like, close to 20 now. Uh, and it's just awesome. You know, I just love... I like having them because since they're so cheap... I mean, well, I, I always pick them up cheap. Like, I don't pay a lot of money for them. But because I pick them up so cheap, it's like if I come across somebody who's, like, a fan of Green Lantern... It's like, oh, you know, here you go, have a Green Lantern ring. And it's like, you know, that's something real cheap and, you know, doesn't cost me anything, but is like a tangible thing for something that they enjoy. Or to give to a child who, you know, may kind of like Green Lantern, now all of a sudden they have a Green Lantern ring to go play with. Like, I mean, like, to me, the value of that is much higher than the Kyle Band Silver Ring. Um and I mean, I listen. I still do. I do love that silver ring too, just because of the, the significance that it has in the overall, like you know, timeline of Green Lantern merchandise. And I appreciate the you know the role that it played. But um, I'm going with the the free Green Lantern ring. Sorry, Mark. It's okay. <laughs> Next up. We have, this is an interesting one, Green Lantern, Rise of the Manhunters, video game for Xbox 360, going up against the Green Lantern Batman figure from DC Direct. Is this the one? What? Is this a Batman that's based on that uh, early Johns issue, or? Yes, yes it is. The Van Skyver design, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's literally like a 3D recreation of that Van Sky cover. Or the variant cover, I should say. Um, Mark, what do you think? It's interesting. This one is interesting. Um, I have the Manhunter game, but I have it for the Wii, which is horrible. Oh, God. Listen, I got both of them. I got both of them. They are not even remotely the same game no, I know, whatsoever. Because yeah, the Wii is just, the Wii is completely un-Ryan Reynolds-like, which on one level, mind you, it makes it a plus, but, but, the, but part of the, part of the, the, the charm and, <laughs> of getting the game was to make it public, like you're playing with the characters from the movies. So, so. I mean, that is, it's the equivalent of like, imagine if they took like Batman the Dark Knight and Seabiscuit, but just titled them both Seabiscuit. Like, that's how different those two games are from each other. <laughs> yeah, and I actually thought about going back and trying to play that game, now that, but it's been so long since I've 
I remember that I had a long, I had trouble getting how to with the Wii, how to make the constructs or how to do certain things. And if I went back now, oh my god, I probably would be sitting there like it would, it would be frustrating as hell. Uh, it's cool because if it's a tie-in to the movie, as bad as the movie turned out to be, public relations-wise. Um, and then you have anytime you get into action figures, then it comes down to then it's. Tan, more tangible, I think, but then it becomes also more subjective. What's more, you know, depending on which figure we pick. The, the Batman sculpt is really nice. A lot of the, a lot of the early figures that they did off the Van Skyber designs were cool, like the Sinestro in the Sinestro Corps uniform, and they still were drawing Sinestro's head super big. Uh, even though I kind of like it when his head's a little smaller, honestly, but it was more. It was they were being more traditional. That's a tough one. Again, if we're talking about using the gym criteria of what would bring me more joy to have, even if I had that that platform to play it in, I think I probably would still go with Batman. <laughs> and I don't really like Batman, but I think I would go with the figure. The figure would probably bring me more joy. <laughs> yeah. Um, what you call it? I, I was the one that picked the Batman. Um, I... I've only played the Rise of the Manhunters game on, like, demo versions in stores and stuff like that, because I didn't have a 360. And I had a Wii, but I remember hearing about how bad that game was for the Wii, and it was just like, well, why am I going to spend the money, you know, for a horrible version of this game? Like, I would like to, you know, say, like, conceptually, I just like the fact that Green Lantern got a video game, but considering that, like, I never got to actually play the really good one, you know, more than a demo, it doesn't really mean a lot to me. So, from that perspective, I have to go with the Batman figure, which, I mean, like, is a really phenomenal sculpt. Like, out, out of all of the Green Lantern figures that I have, that is probably my favorite. Actually, no, it is. It is my favorite. It's hands down my favorite. More than any Hal Jordan figure or Kyle Rayner figure, the the way that they translated that art into an action figure was like it's it's kind of sublime. It's kind of amazing how well the sculptors did with that particular action figure. So that gets my vote. It is a really nice sculpt, and it, it is, it as somebody who just spent a ridiculous amount of time just analyzing the history of Batman and Green Lantern, it's <laughs> it's kind of amazing to me that we don't have more like this. I mean, I know there is there is a good number of Batman as as Green Lantern and Yellow Lantern and all that, and White Lantern figures out there. I think there's a Funko Pop of him as a Black Lantern. But Green Lantern Batman is like... like I heard somebody, somebody said it the other day I saw. It's like it took them so... It took DC so long to realize they could just put chocolate and peanut butter together. Like, <laughs> why? Like, there should, o- there should almost always be some new Batman Green Lantern figure or statue or something in the works i i'm kind of struggling with this because like i'm looking at pictures of it right now and the sculpt is great and the design is really good 
but it's something that I would never want to have myself. And it's not the figure's fault. It's it's my so I hate joints. Like I I that's why I only collect statues because I I think joints are ugly and it messes up the look of it. Like and I'm like I'm looking at this Batman how like the green on his arm only lines up with the green on his chest when his arms in one specific location. So it's like, oh, there is, there's, in my mind, that means there is exactly one correct way to position this figure. And I'm like, this is, this would drive me insane. Don't touch him! Don't touch him! And if I, if I bend something, then I'll have to like angle him so I don't see the bent joint because that's the ugliest fucking thing. <laughs> Conversely, I did play the the uh, the good version of the video game to completion and it's not anything spectacular it's um if if this point of reference helps anyone that aren't the three of us it's basically what if God of War didn't have didn't have like blood and gore in it and that's kind of the 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 mechanical side of that that game uh, it was it was most notable for two reasons first they came up with like a really interesting way of like, like, cause it, the, the whole thing is like, how do you adapt a green lantern whose power is kind of infinite variability to a video game move set, which is inherently limited. And what the solution they arrived on is, well, you end up with this giant pool of constructs and you can choose to equip four of them at once. So you can kind of tailor your play style. You know, there was, they, you can like if you if you want to do the thing where Hal Jordan makes a giant airplane and crashes it into somebody, you can do that as many times as you want. So it was it was interesting to see them tackle the powers that way. Uh, the other is that it's not just a tie-in game to the movie. Story-wise, it is a straight-up sequel to the movie. Like I think I I can't remember exactly, but there's one or two things that don't line up right with the way the movie ended. But if you watched the Ryan Reynolds movie and then played this game, you will be getting like you don't have to be like, what would happen in a Green Lantern 2? This exists. This is Green Lantern 2. It is just straight up the continue. That's what it is. It, It ignores the Sinestro after credit scene. But beyond that, it fits perfectly and it is it is like kind of the ultimate like what if sort of thing that if you're at all interested to see what a second green lantern movie could have been you know at the very least go on youtube and watch like a let's play or like the cutscenes or something of that game they bring in am and sir and all this stuff it's kind of it's crazy um i kind of mm, <laughs> <laughs> I might ha- I might have to go for the game, just because the 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 figure might be a better quality product, but my 360 broke years ago and it's li- it's been bothering me that I can't replay the game now. <laughs> so I, there's more desire to have it in my life, so I have to go with the game. <laughs> All right, okay. so the figure moves on. Figure moves on. Um, next up, we have 
oh wow this is this is a really interesting pair up um by the way i don't look at these ahead of time i randomize them i you know sort everything out but i do not pay any attention to them so this is the first time i'm seeing them too this is zero hour number zero signed and sketched by martin odell creator of green lantern jesus against the daryl commissions (laughs) stitch versus larflees or saint walker green lantern 49 cover so this is literally, hey, which of these guys has the coolest collection? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, okay, first off, for starters, I put the Zero Hour Zero signed and sketched by Martin O'Dell in there. That was on my list. That was actually probably the number one thing on my list. And that I got from Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you fool. <laughs> so wait, what's... What is so? This is the one. Is it this is the all white cover that just has zero hour printed on it? Yes. And, and what did he sketch? He sketched a picture of the Green Lantern battery, with like green energy coming out of it, and he signed his name and I think writes Green Lantern, you know, along with it. Um, and I believe it has a certificate of authenticity as well. Oh, that that all so. sounds accurate from what I remember. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, to me, like, it's two things. It's Zero Hour, which is, like, one of my favorite, you know, um, I guess, uh, crises or events, you know, in general. Um, yeah, it, like, for me, like, my top two events in, like, all of comics are Zero Hour and Armageddon 2001. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I just have a lot of fondness for those, you know. I mean, Armageddon 2001 is very much like a what-if, you know, event. The entire oh, thing yeah. is like a what-if event. That was the Wave Rider one, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. that's why you love it. Oh, I love it, yeah. And I love Wave Rider, I love time travel. It's absolutely a fantastic story. Even the, the stories that spin out of it, because, like... Um, a little, you know, little backstory to Armageddon 2001, which also plays into Zero Hour, is that the the big bad for Armageddon 2001 was supposed to be uh, Captain Adam, and because some of the fan magazines at the time, before this, well, before the internet, uh, the fan magazines figured out that it was going to be Captain Adam, so DC said, oh shoot. They figured out our twist. We have to throw them for a loop and put in another twist. So instead of it being Captain Adam, the big bad turns out to be Hank Hall from Hawk and Dove, which made absolutely no sense. But by the same token, it kind of made a little bit of sense because, you know, um, he was kind of an asshole and he was obsessed with, well, I think he was the chaos against Dove's order. And you know, after we've had 30 years to mess with the the, the idea in our heads, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, he, uh, you know, he goes crazy and he wants to do time travel and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it, it kind of made sense. But uh, but the thing that was very funny was that spinning out of it, you have Monarch, the bad guy who is Hank Hall, who you know becomes Monarch. 
fighting Captain Adam like through time. And like they come out like they come out like the Roman Empire and you know and like different time periods and they're fighting and you know whatnot and I think there were aliens involved with that too. But what should have been Captain Adam fighting a version of himself is just Captain Adam fighting the monarch. And from this, it was supposed to spin out a brand new Adam series, the, the mini series after Armageddon 2001, which is uh, Armageddon 2001. Um, uh, I don't forget what the, the tagline was, but it was the spinning out at the very end of the last issue is look for Captain Adam number one going on sale very soon. Which never happened. It was a series that was planned and promoted in the comic, and it just up and never happened. Anyway, Monarch comes back again for zero hour, and um, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, I love zero hour. <laughs> I love zero hour number zero because it's it was an awesome all-white cover with silver lettering. I love the fact that I have an autograph and a sketch by the creator of Green Lantern. This is like, you know, it's just, it's the best touchstone for all of Green Lantern for me personally. And that's why it's on my list. And that's why it is my pick. Good, Dan. What was what were the other the the Saint Walker with all the rings? It's either the Saint Walker with all the rings or the or my or the Stitch versus Larflees as orange lanterns with Glamulus laughing at them fighting over the over the power <laughs> battery. <laughs> it's interesting because like like that like all of those are are just such fun ideas that look great because Daryl drew them and but like. The the zero hour number one or number whatever zero the gym, the gym one <laughs> is like it's it's like as close as you can reasonably get to owning the first appearance of Alan Scott without being ridiculously rich. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. 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 Yeah, this is this is definitely a tough one because like even though I have to pick zero, zero hour number zero, like the Stitch versus Larfleas and the Saint Walker forty nine cover, and they're both done by Daryl Banks, who is like I mean he's legendary. He's legendary. I mean like you know, like I pro you know, I definitely love his art more than I love Martin O'Dell. You know, like preference wise, I love, you know, like, man, no, I can definitely see, you know, that I could totally understand anybody picking that. But, I mean, it's uh, almost, it's almost a question of like, of like, um, this isn't quite the right word, but like almost like sentimental value versus entertainment value. Or it's like, like if you have that, that, uh, the Martin O'Dell piece, there you will always be able to look at him and be like, man, the the creator of the original Green Lantern did that, and I have it. That's amazing. Whereas if one of the Daryl Banks Banks commissions is on your wall, that's the kind of thing like you're going to look at and smile because it's it's just so much fun, and it's the kind of thing like other people would look at and like you know, everybody knows who Stitch is. They're going to look yes. at that and be like, oh, look at that. Look at that funny Stitch picture, and you would have a story. Yes. 
I think... Hmm, I think I lean towards towards the Daryl. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Yes, yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> Lost. And Mark, Mark? And, and, and Mark, Mark, uh... It's kind of it's really funny because at the end of the day here I'm probably gonna have to vote for the for zero hour. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing because <laughs> because I because I you clearly see again I'm by I'm violating Jim's own standard of making of the the final arbiter here of what brings me. What brings me more joy? The Daryl stuff really clearly brings me more joy. Plus, I actually have not that you know, not that we're buddy buddies, but I mean, we're at least casually friends. I feel, I can say I'm friends with with Daryl, and he's done a bunch of things. Uh, I still love that Stitch as Parallax. That's great. But he's just from Green Lantern Fifty with cape, though with cape. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, honestly, if you had gone with Blue Lantern Snoopy. Then I might have had to lean towards really, that. Over really, <laughs> yeah. It was it was a tough it was a tough call. I mean, I love every single all the pieces that I have in the house. I I love. I mean, I like the minions as the White Lanterns. That's cute. Um, oh my God, that that that's cute. <laughs> and the Saint Walker forty nine cover is pretty is is cool. I mean, he looks slightly less insane than Hal did, but but it's still as impressive with all the blue lantern rings on. I tried. I yeah. I. But I'm gonna I'm gonna cross over and because from a from a what what would appeal to almost everyone if you're a Green Lantern fan or nice or it would be good to have in your collection that people would appreciate. That's the reason why I guess if I had to objectively, I would probably say the zero hour zero signed, not just because of who signed it, but again, if you ever read the story, zero hour zero is just as a comic, it's pretty damn awesome. <laughs> Yes. So I do love the fact I do love the cover that kind of like the, all the covers just sort of fade across the mini series until there's nothing left but white. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I guess at the end of the day, I'm gonna I will have to vote against my own. Sorry, Daryl. Well, man, this is uh, he's gonna come uh, to collect those. I know. I'm not, I'll never do another piece for me now. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just gonna say we've been talking for about 40 minutes on this episode, and we've gotten through four. That's about <laughs> we did, but actually I think we might be ahead of our clip the, the, the last bracket because we spent a lot of time. It's because we began with the melee bracket. Oh man! Oh. Also, you asked me a question about video games. Yep, that's true. That's true. That's true. Okay, well, next up we have, uh, and this is going to be an interesting one. Green Lanterns, Green Lanterns, number seven variant cover, slabbed, against the Justice League Unlimited Green Lantern, just John Stewart Energy Shield Armor action figure. So, right off the bat, I'm going to send you guys the cover for Green Lanterns number seven variant, in case you don't nice. just automatically know what it is right off the top of your head. Ah, yes. Um... The the Green Lantern John Stewart action figure was the one from the Justice League animated line, just before it was the Justice League Unlimited line, that came with John Stewart. It came with a power battery and it came with a green energy shell that went around the action figure. That's the one. I had that figure, I think. I think I painted him actually. 
I think I painted. <laughs> I, I think I painted. Yeah, because he could never stand upright. But he wasn't in. Really? Those, but he wasn't when he wasn't in the green casing. If he just he, he had a problem, my at least mine. He had, he he had a problem standing upright. I think I ended up painting him like a more, uh, more like a more neon shade of green. I think that's pretty. I think that's the figure that I have because I remember the case, the outer casing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never taken him out of the casing. <laughs> <laughs> Some people collect their figures mint in package. Dan takes them out of the package, but keeps them in the casing that came in the package. I encase them in a force field. Yes. Uh, I, I got that figure when I was going to to school in the city back when back when that amazing giant Toys R Us was in the middle of Times Square, which I every now and then I remember it's not there anymore and I get bummed out. But um, <laughs> I just found this this uh this just figure on the on this rack. I think it was a display of Justice League toys or something, <clears throat> and I thought it was so cool that like. Oh, they have. This is kind of the perfect way to do a construct accessory, because it's like, it's like, oh, he, it's like he's glowing with a with like his ring aura all the time, and he's got like, and it's like see through, so you can have like it around him, and it's, it's it's it's. I mean, it's still on my desk in front of me right now. It's kind of like, it's probably like the cheapest and most poorly designed Green Lantern thing I own, but it's one of my favorites just because it's been kind of like it's been in my life the longest and i still think it's a really cool idea um yeah i i had this action figure too actually i i i too got it back when you know these things were coming out and i kept it in the package for years um and i like within the past couple of years i ended up taking it out of the package just because like it's like what am i doing like what am i holding on to this for in the package like this is not it's not going to be valuable one day there's like a billion of them out there um and I, I did open it up and it's awesome it's definitely an awesome figure um i don't think that this is a poorly made figure in the slightest because like these figures were so they're so well done like they embody the animated style so well they're they're simple but you know, in a way that is just kind of perfect for the style. Um, no, I definitely love this action figure. Um, conversely, Green Lanterns number seven, the variant cover. Um, this is something that I stumbled upon fairly recently, and it's just such a beautiful cover. You know, it's like the, you know, it's a, for those of you that don't know, it's Green Lanterns number seven, the variant cover. This is by the same artist that drew all the designs for the bombshell, the DC bombshells. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal. She's a phenomenal artist. But this is, um, it's Jessica Cruz. She's holding a construct green umbrella. And there's like blue meteorites, blue background, like raining down on her. And like just the greens and the blues is just such a beautiful cover. Um this is like the only comic that I have slabbed just because I, you know, I want to appreciate the cover. Um, I also have the, the comic, you know, not slabbed so that I can read it. But um, yeah, no, that that's my choice just because it's, you know, beautiful. And it doesn't bother you that her hair is the wrong color. That usually that's usually a sticking point for you. 
Well, her hair is black here, which was her original color. Uh, I don't remember. I I would have to go back and look at just the Justice League stuff again because I know it's kind of, like the normal is for it to be brown. It was black for I want to say the first couple of trades of Green Lanterns, and then somebody you know somewhere along the line somebody just started coloring her brown hair. Hmm. So. This should be a poster. It should be. I do like I the wish. cover. I think the cover. I, it is. It is a pretty cover. And, and you're right. The blues and the the blues and the greens. Not surprisingly, complement each other well. I think I'm going to go with John Stewart. Not. Not. I would probably go with John Stewart, the figure, <laughs> even if I didn't have it. But the fact that I remember that. Oh yeah, it's downstairs, standing up. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I. Uh. Again, I don't. Going back to the standby, when in doubt, what would make me happier? I don't know. If I had a poster of that, that might maybe then there'd be something different. But I think I think not that I I'm not the world's biggest John Stewart guy, but I do really like that figure and I do like the style. So I'm gonna vote for I'm gonna vote for John. Yeah, I love I love both of these that I got picked on, yeah. Yep. Oh that's cool. It's it's definitely one of the best figures that they've made. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have the DC Comics Premium Format Green Lantern John Stewart by Sideshow Collectibles. Oh, boy. Okay. Do you have a picture of this already? I have one. Because I don't. I definitely don't. Oh, boy. Um, okay. <laughs> going up against the DC Direct Green Lantern Alan Scott Power Battery Replica. You got two of mine, you bastard. <laughs> Aww. Uh, God, I can't, I can't pull pictures off this. Hang on, give me one second here. Is this a statue? This is a statue. I'm just gonna, you know, what? I'm just gonna send you the link to the website it's on. That would be that's, easier. That's fine. Here you go. Here you go. This is, this is like, like if I was rich or just a crazy person. I would love to have this, even though I'm pretty sure it's too big to put it anywhere in my house. Uh, okay, so I'm looking at it. I remember this. this I, statue. I, I do remember. I do remember it too. This is the 21 inch tall, $600 interchangeable head John Stewart, where he's like changeable head. Like, there's one head where he's screaming and one head where he's calm, I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, the calm I, head looks much better. Yes. Um, wait a second. Does he have a screaming head? I'm not seeing it now. It's not here. I've seen it. I have seen it before. It's just not here. <laughs> I've seen Jon Stewart's screaming head somewhere. <laughs> Maybe that's a um, exclusive version. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like, the thing that I really loved about this statue was the way that the energy wraps around him uh, and just kind of, like, permeates, like, the meteorite-type base. I, I like that aspect of it. Um, but... The actual sculpt of the face, I thought, 
I don't know. It just doesn't scream John Stewart to me for whatever reason. Um, whereas the Green Lantern Alan Scott power battery replica was um, oh, so cool. That battery is so cool. I, 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 do, I do have that battery. Um, and I, I remember getting it like one free comic book day, you know, on like a big discount. Um, and like the thing about those DC direct batteries back then was the paint would crackle. So there were a number of them where the paint would like, you know, it'd start cracking up and, you know, you'd look at it and it would have like cracked paint lines going all around it. But the thing was, for the Alan Scott battery, it totally fit. You know, like, if you had the Abensar battery and you had crackled paint and everything all around it, like, it just looks like crap. But if you have, like, crack lines running all around the Alan Scott battery, I mean, it's just like, okay, well, that makes a lot of sense because it's really old battery. Um, yeah, given, given the option between the two of these, I would go with the Alan Scott battery. As would I. I think I, when it, it's going to be hard for me not to vote for power battery props when they're when they're when they come up. So though I don't have the Alan Scott power battery, the uniqueness of the Alan Scott power battery alone. Um, if I was now if I was a big John Stewart guy, then that might that then I could possibly be swayed. But I would say for me, I I get yeah I will I will go for the Alan Scott battery. I I am a big John Stewart guy, and I have six power batteries, and and it's it none of them are as unique or or age appropriate as the Alan Scott one, and I would love to have the Alan Scott one, but like when I put these two together, like next to each other, it's like the Alan Scott one is like a variation of a thing I already have. Whereas the John Stewart statue, even though it is not in any way, shape, or form a likeness of the character, is just like such a a fantastically detailed sculpt, and I kind of can't get over the like the massive size of this thing either. Like, <laughs> like this, it's kind of funny that that the the six hundred dollar statue is probably a more attainable goal than trying to find one of those Alan Scott batteries for sale. But, (laughs) but I, I kind of like when I think of like, Hey, what's my, like, what's almost my, my, uh, my, uh, my white whale, Holy grail collectible green lantern thing right now. It's kind of the statue. Nice. Well, that's awesome. Uh, but the Green Lantern, Alan Scott, power battery moves on. Whatever, I picked both of them. <laughs> Win-win for Dan. <laughs> More money. Exactly. Okay, next up. Oh, this is going to be a tough one for Mark, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the Total Justice Parallax action figure. Mm. Going up against the Warner Brothers store, Hal Jordan Beanie Baby. <laughs> What the hell? Oh man. Okay, so <laughs> you get the you, you begin. Yeah, I I don't know that you could call it a beanie baby. You're right. Because it's it's, similar, it's more but... yeah, it's more like a like a small plush. Um 
I remember you're right. this. Based on what the consistency, I I think based on size, that's I, that's the way I described it. Because you're but you're right. It was, and it was the era in which Beanie Babies were hot when they were selling. Oh yeah, movies. yeah. But you're right. It, yeah. it is more. It is more of a plush. It's not really filled with Beanie material. Yeah, I'm. I tried googling this, and all I got was babies wearing Green Lantern costumes. What the hell does this thing look like? Well, that's that's cool. I mean, that's that's definitely a cool Google search. Um, the FBI will now be searching for you. But um, <laughs> let's see if I can find one. It was. Um, yeah, it was. It was a small plush in the same style that Disney now makes. Like they have their larger plush, and then they also sell smaller plushes. The Warner Brothers store had a really huge selection of like these plushes and you could get green lantern obviously as one of them you know superman you could get bugs bunny like you know roadrunner i know i had a, a hong kong fooey back in the day yogi bear basically you know most of the characters that warner brothers yeah that's the one. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay yeah most of the characters that warner brothers made like eventually they made into these you know these these characters. Yeah, they. That's right. They called it a beanbag. Um, I knew you weren't too far off, but it it just never seemed like a beanie baby. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't have the weight or the consistency. But that. But that was one of the reasons why. Yeah, I, I had a bunch of those. Uh, I I have the one. I I have the one. He's still he's still in my car though. Of course, he can't hang off a. a hang off a door anymore because you don't have the same uh, knobs or the switch the buttons <laughs> inside anymore but that's where I used to hang off in the back that's the one who, that's the one when I got uh, fabric paint and I painted the gray temples on them <laughs> before 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 re- Green Lantern Rebirth I should point out <laughs> um, I, um, I, I I remember when DC Direct like not it wasn't a Warner Brothers thing but it was like adjacent to the the Hal Beanie Beanie Baby, which was like an Alan Scott like plush that came in like a window box type thing. Um Yeah, yeah, no, I I I definitely had that Hal. And I'm pretty sure that I kept it in my car for like years and years. I I don't think I have one anymore. I think that that probably uh it, it probably ended up going the you know the way of all the other trash in the car because it faded so much from you know the sun. But yeah, no, that was that was definitely a great one. I had a I, I had a bunch of those. I think I currently still have two. I'm looking at one directly as we speak. It's hanging hanging off a pushpin in in the in the computer room. And the one that the one that I had in my car is still in my car he's just seat, he's just on the back he's just in the back seat seat belted in and as opposed to hanging off a hook uh yeah because it, that means a lot to me because it's ha- because again this this was this was this time period where again the hypocr- hypocrisy of dc because hal was a dirty word but they had no problem using hal to sell merchandise like the big like like the big pint-sized green lantern glass that they sold at the one at the hal jordan glass that they sold at the Warner brothers store too uh mm-hmm. so they had no problem capitalizing on i mean they had some kyle stuff like the, the like the keychains and things like that they had they had some things there yes but uh and actually they had a ring i think they did have a ring i think they did have uh, a ring there too i don't know if that was their chunk ring or whatever it was but they had something there so they that did. Mean, yeah so that means so that means a lot because you know finding how collectibles were were still tough to find 
the parallel, the Hal Jordan, the Emerald Twilight Total Justice Parallax figure, though. though I remember, I still remember walking into Walmart finding those. I don't think I don't did, I didn't buy that many. That I think maybe I might have only bought two that day. One for me, one for Chuck. <laughs> but I do remember when KB was going out of going out of business. They had for some reason in the in the, in the gutter of their of their stock. They must have had a case of total ju- that wave of total justice figures. So that they had must have three or four Emerald Twilight parallaxes, and I bought them all, which is one of the reasons Chad has one. He's got he has the one that I, I used to have one displayed on the door in the computer room, but he he's got a minor defect because if you look at the to the bubble, you can see that that one of his fingers is on his hand is crossed over on, on you know it's bent over the other the other finger. But, <laughs> he's got his fingers crossed. Yeah, he got his fingers crossed. So that I think that was the last X. Ex- let me tell you, I don't know if that's the last extra that I think I actually do have one more. I think when I was going through and I'll. T- when Jim and I were talking toys last weekend, so when I was rummaging through a toy box, I think I do. I think I did find another Emerald Twilight Parallax. I think unopened. I could be wrong, but that was such a good sculpt of. of first of all, such an it was a. You think it's an odd choice because even though they are giving you the bad guy Hal Jordan, it's still, it's still. You weren't getting much Hal Jordan merchandise, so the fact that they put him into the Total Justice line—not that it, you know there were that many waves of it—but still. No articulation to speak of, not much at all. But the costume is great. They really got that. They really got the look. It was perfect. Uh, so if I had to pick between the two, parallax means a lot. But I, I to me, but I, I, I might go with the, I might go with the beanie. I might go with the Hal beanie personally. Um, I'm gonna say the the total justice parallax. Uh, as far as action figures go, at the time that it came out, was a phenomenal sculpt. And even today, it still looks cool. I mean, it's, it's kind of stylized because of the, you know, what they were going for at the time with the Total Justice line. And it, like you said, it was kind of strange that they even made that because it's the Total Justice line. It's a Justice League line. So it was strange that they put Parallax in that line. But he was definitely cool looking. I also was never able to find that one. I was able to get a, a, a Kyle, and I was very happy that I got a Kyle. Never found a Parallax. So, I mean, you know, like, that's always one of those ones that, you know, I really wanted it at the time. But nowadays, it's like, I mean, I have I have a Parallax figure. I have the DC Direct Parallax figure. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of good. I think I, I might even have, like, a... What is a, a hero clicks of parallax? I, I don't I don't remember, but um, yeah, you probably do. I probably do, but um, the the Hal Beanie Baby, that is one of those things that about the Beanie Baby, like that brings back a lot of memories from the Warner Brothers store. Yes, which man, like I remember, I remember there was one in you know one of my local malls. And every time we went to that mall, like I had to go into that store. Like I, you know, like that was I think the around the around the time that I started driving, and like I would drive to that store just because it's like, oh man, like there's just so much cool stuff. And that was also around the time that I was starting to like take trips into the city. So like I get to go to the Warner Brothers store in New York City, which was like, it was really amazing. Um, they had an elevator that when the elevator went up. 
like they had Superman like underneath the elevator, so it looked like Superman was like lifting the elevator up. Um, and and like Mark said, they had a few Green Lantern collectibles. You could get the Kyle Rayner keychain. You could get the um, the Kyle Rayner, which was similar to Hal Jordan style um, series cell from the Superman animated series. Um, which I know Mark remembers as I mention it, and they had a they had a, a special Green Lantern ring that was commissioned for that store, and uh, honorable mention, which did not make my list, but like it still means a lot to me. They had these acrylic cutouts of the the Justice League characters, and at the time Kyle was on the Justice League, so you would get like. Um, uh, it was like a chunk of acrylic that was probably like a half inch thick and it had like lines like laser carved into it and it came with a green light up base so when you lit up the base like this you know fairly clear piece of plexiglass uh, or acrylic would light up and show like an image of Kyle Rayner um, which was a super you know hard to find collectible at the time and I'm super happy that I have it um, but there were so many amazing collectibles and that Green Lantern, that Hal Jordan Beanie Baby was like one of the most affordable and easy to find. Um, so that totally moves on for me. I mean, really, the only thing wrong with the Parallax figure is that it's not the Fear Bug version of Parallax, which we can all agree <laughs> is oh, the superior version. Oh, God. <laughs> Bite your uh, tongue, <laughs> Mark. Mark, cut it. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. I'm, I'm just. I'm just glad DC got it right eventually. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I. I. really don't have any memories of this Warner Brothers store you speak of. I mean, I remember at some point when I was young going to like Six Flags Great Adventure and they had like a like a, a shop shaped vaguely like the Hall of Justice. Maybe that was one. I don't know. There was nothing in it that interests me. I think I might have got a... Uh, I'm pretty sure that's where I got this, like... It's like a big mug. It was like a like a sky blue mug, and, like, printed all around it was, like, the 90s era Justice League. Like, not as a single picture, just, like... It's almost like color forms of all of them standing separately, and it's, like... Like, like Kyle Rayner was on there, and, like, so was, like, Pirate Aquaman, and, like, the whole, like, Morrison team. <laughs> and, I mean, that's neat, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any attachment to to that store or this plush. And even though it's, it's the runner-up version of Parallax, I would vote for that. <laughs> they did have the Kyle, they did have the Kyle Rayner hat, they sold it. Six oh, you know what? I think I had that hat. That was the one where he was kind of flying forwards yes, yes. on it. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, I had that hat. So, Hal Beanie Baby moves on? Hal Beanie Baby moves on. Okay. Um, only like half the list left to go. <laughs> Jesus. We have to yeah. be further than that. We Slightly. Um, next up, we have the... Oh, oh man, this is two of mine. The Jade Amikami statue. Um, this is uh, from the Amikami line, the female, you know, superheroes. Um, Where she has the headphones? Yes. 
yeah, that's you know that's the one. She's like listening to music on Green Lantern type uh, style headphones. Going up against the DC Direct movie ring. This was the you know the Green Lantern movie ring that DC Direct put out. I think limited to like five thousand rings or something like that. The Ryan Reynolds ring. That's the one. The the Ryan Ring Ringolds. <laughs> <laughs> the Ryan Ring Ringolds. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a really tough decision for me. I'll let you guys start. Uh, you start, the Mark. The ring. I want. I'm trying. I'm looking up the ring. Hang on. The statue. This. I'm looking at the statue. The statue. <laughs> I, it's not really my style, but but the statue is cool. I don't really like Jade all that much. If I did like Jade more, then maybe it would mean it would potentially sway me. But but while they butchered a lot of things in the Green Lantern movie, the design of the ring and the design of the power battery really were two of those things that they butchered. So I vote for the ring to move on. <laughs> hmm. It's weird because both of these are things I'm I probably wouldn't vote for if they were up against other things because on the one hand like there the ring is mostly a good design but it's kind of too chunky for me and i like most things about the jade but like i don't like her costume design <laughs> so i like I, I like something a little more minimalistic and this is like it's like they just threw Parts of Green Lantern emblems everywhere. <laughs> um, they definitely leaned into the Green Lantern for the design on that one. Yeah. I'll go with the statue. Um, I really, really love the Jade statue. Um, the the design is just. <sighs> It's such a happy design. You know, like, she's listening to music. Like, she's just kind of, like, she's getting into it. Is she I, holding a Construct iPod? I can't I tell what's in her hand. so. I, listen, I, it's been a while since I looked at it, but I believe so. Um, it, it's it's just a, it's a fun design. It's really a fun design. Um, and I, I, as far as I know, it's the only jade statue that exists. There is a uh, one of those women in the DC universe ones of the regular Jade, where it's like the bust from like the hips up, and she's standing on like a base of a, a construct base. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, but even that, that's just a bust. That's not a full statue. All right, Mister Picky. <laughs> the Eurysia um, statue is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, the Eurysia is cool. The Star Sapphire, the Carol is the Star Sapphire Hamikami. Mm-hmm. is, like, really cool. Um, that didn't make my list, though. Um, <laughs> as far as the rings go, like, yeah, as much as they butchered with the movie, the ring and the battery were not part of it. The ring was so cool. I love that design. Absolutely love that design. And out of all of the rings, and I have most of them, the DC Direct movie ring was... I, I think the most accurate to the movie, and it actually surprisingly wasn't as chunky as you would think. Um, the The one made by NECA was a little less chunky. That one didn't have like the resin 
uh, front. It was more like just kind of like painted on with enamel. So it was a little less chunky. And then you had the Toys R Us version, which was like a bargain at like you know, five dollars or ten dollars or something like that. Um, and it was, you know, pretty accurate for, for what you got. But the DC Direct movie ring, like the people when they made that, when DC Direct made that, like they were in contact with the ones that made the actual movie ring and you know, like they didn't make it exactly the right you know, the same way, but they made it as close as they could while making it, you know, cost effective to mass produce. So I think I'm going to go with the DC direct movie ring. Cool. Next up, we have the power of ion trade paperback signed by Judd Winnick going yeah, going up against the Kyle Rayner bust. The, this is the one that comes with the ring that says Last of the Green Lanterns. Oh, the one that I thought was the one before? Yes. The that's ring, the, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, listen, I'm just going to go first because I have the Power of Iron Trade signed by Judd Winnick. And, I mean, aside from the fact that, like, meeting Judd Winnick and having him sign it was absolutely one of the most amazing memories um the kyle rayner bust is not accurate anymore so i'm just gonna leave that out there how it what because because it says last of it says last of the green lanterns yeah but they could die at any minute yeah but i mean he's not the last of them right now not right now he was before, and by God, he will be again. <laughs> oh please, maybe you never know. Uh, I would probably not though. But you have to look at the. But you have to, it's the context of the series of those busts with Alan, you know, Alan with being the first and Hal being the greatest, and Kyle, Kyle, you know, and Sinestro being Sinestro. So yeah. So, uh, but it's a really if as I'm staring at it right now. Uh, actually, let me grab it and take a look at it. The ring is pretty awesome on it too. It definitely uh, is, yeah. but it's a really good representation of the of the the I mean, it's not the best face sculpt of all time, but it's a good representation of the costume. Uh, I like that. What number do I have? Ah, eh, crappy number. Seven seventeen out of twelve hundred. <laughs> uh, usually, I do better than that. So I just I just like this whole series. So I was kind of I had to I I thought one of those deserved to be on this list, and I thought the Kyle one was a little more unique than Hal, despite my preference for Hal. So. You ha- because it's signed by Judd, I guess if I had to pick one again, not not based on what would I get more personal enjoyment out of necessarily, but I think is a is a conversation piece in your collection. I I, I guess I could I could see voting for the power of Ion. Um, I have both. I have both of these things, and the Kyle Rayner bust. I mean, I was just kind of I was busting balls before. It is an awesome statue. Um, it the ring is really cool. I was so happy when they made this. I was so happy I got it as soon as they made it. Um, this is the one that I wanted the most. I got the entire line. Um, it is it's great. It really is great. That said, Power of Ion is probably my favorite Kyle story. It's you know that's the one that brings me personally the most joy. Um, I have the memory of Judd Winnick signing it, and I have the signature in it. 
Um, so I mean, it that that definitely has significant more significance to me. But the other thing is that I will say is that in recent years, I have seriously considered taking all of my busts and selling them, and then trying to get the um, the Kingdom Come ring set instead. Oh, I forgot that existed. I should you know what? That I forgot that existed too, and I freaking have it. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, hey, uh, hey tr- trade it to Jim for his crap. Well, Jim and I are talking about about a different bunch of things, so yeah, we can talk. But the reality, <laughs> the reality is, yeah, that the Kingdom Come ring, Kingdom Come ring set is re- from Planet Krypton. Yeah, f- yeah, that 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 is a really cool Green Lantern collectible, which I completely forgot about. Yeah, the um the rings were ever so slightly different. Like the colors would be like a little different on like the Kyle ring in one thing to the, to the set. Um, but I mean, like, unless you're like super like anal, like you probably didn't even realize that. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, the set comes with all the ones from the bus, but then it also comes with the power ring ring, uh, the evil power ring ring, which you can't get in the busts. So like that, one, that always kind of bothered me. The one that's shaped like a guitar pick. Yes. Yeah, the triangle. Um, but in any case, yeah, so Power of Ion gets my vote. Uh, it gets your vote too, Mark. Yes. Uh, what are you going with, Dan? Well, wow, how will I swing this? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Power Power of Ion's a great story, and just having the trade of that is pretty significant, considering how few... Kyle Rayner stories got traded in that area in that era, and the ones that did are hard to come by. So, like, just having that is like awesome. I have to go with the Kyle statue though, <clears throat> for for the exact same reason that I didn't vote for Mark's ring at the beginning because this is like to me like the 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 signifier of a great ring prop is. <laughs> Is the fact I'm not trying to to dismark, but I am. <laughs> is the fact that it looks as comic accurate as possible, and like, like that usually is not a thing that matters to me with like statue likenesses or whatever. But like, like with something like a ring, I want it to look like it came right off the page, and this looks just like Kyle's ring design. And it was one of those where, like, I remember being, like, like a kid or a teenager or however old I was when this was out and seeing this in comic stores and wishing it didn't cost so much because, like, like I, I remember, like, th- thinking to myself, can I justify paying whatever the price was even though I would just kind of, like, keep the ring and, I don't know, <laughs> I don't even care about the statue. Who cares? And I never got it because I would be I could never... I, to me, the statue was basically just an extension of the box the ring was was coming <laughs> to me in. But uh, same like, here. <laughs> if I if I had the if I had the option tomorrow to buy this this statue to get this ring, I would do I would do it. Whereas like the 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 Judd Wink trade, I would be like, yeah, I have the issues. I'm good. So <laughs> I would vote for the ring. 
and against the statue. I should keep making sure I go last because I keep undermining my own my own choices over and over again. I'm a, that's, a, that's at least two I would have won if I if I voted last and stuck with my own. Uh, um, the one the one last thing that I'll add, and Power of Ion moves on, but with the Kyle Rayner bust, the reason one of the big reasons why like that gets a little couple couple of points taken off for me was like I bought that thing because the ring was so cool and like as soon as you get it like there's a huge disclaimer on the box that says not meant to be worn it's like what like that was the whole reason I bought this because the whole thing is green and that's what I wanted I wanted a freaking green ring that was the shape of a Kyle ring this is finally the one that I can wear. And now you're telling me that I can't wear it? Screw you. Power of Ion moves on. <laughs> That's why the 98 ring should have moved on. But move, moving on. <laughs> Next well, matchup. <laughs> Next matchup we have... Oh, okay. This is the Green Lantern Hal Jordan versus Parallax statue. Mm-hmm. Going up against the Universal Ring. Um, now I will send you guys pictures. I know Mark already knows this one, but the um, yeah, the Universal Ring is one that uh, was made by um, Burke. That Burke. Is that the yeah. is that the Planet of the Apes ring? Yes, it is. Weird. <coughs> yes, I, have one, I do have one of those too. Though I have a, I have the non non sized one, the one where you just made it in one size. Which was yes. the original version. Yeah, your well, your colors are a little more. Yeah, my colors accurate. are different. I got bone. I think I got bone. Yeah. you got. Yeah. See, now that's how you make a, a ring that looks like it's ripped out of the out of the comic page. Yeah. Um. Now that's definitely a cool statue. <sighs> All right, I'm going first. I'm voting Do for it. the statue. I'm voting for the statue. I I, I I mean I don't blame you. It has the best parallax. Well, this is it's still better than the jagged tooth controlled parallax. Yeah. <laughs> controlled host parallax. But this is this this statue, the only, if you were going to pick a flaw in this statue, the only flaw is that it, it doesn't light up. It, it, it didn't came with didn't wasn't designed to put a watch battery in and have parallax light up. That's the only thing from a design perspective. It has the wings in the back which which are separate pieces. The the sculpt of Parallax is great. The sculpt of Hal is great. You got them. The, you know, they got the crack damage central power battery, and the fact that they, the fact that they had the really clever way of having of put, putting Hal inside the tentacle because the fact that Hal, because the, the two pieces of Hal Jordan are held together by magnets. So basically, you stick the top part in wrapped around the tendril, and then you stick the bottom part in, and the magnet <laughs> keeps Hal puts keeps Hal together. That's great. Uh, I I love that statue. I think. Uh, obviously, they never did much with that line, which made you to think, "Oh, classic confrontations! We'll be getting tons of these." Not really, uh, but I, I really think this is a really great. It's a really great piece, and yeah, I, I think as a, I think I think it's. I know that the Universal Ring is cool, though. I kind of think the Phantom Ring is cooler, based on those two rings that essentially do similar things. <laughs> I do think that I think as a as a display again something that makes me happier to see and as a display piece a conversation piece i think the hal jordan parallax statue is superior um, the universal ring is cool and it looks perfect from like 
in terms of comic representation. The problem is that the accurate version of that ring is pretty ugly. <laughs> like it, it's supposed, and like I, I can't. I, I feel like I shouldn't be docking it for that because it's supposed to look that way. But they did such a good job of it that it makes me not want to look at it or have it around me. <laughs> and and I'll I'll agree with Mark. That statue is ungodly amazing, and the only flaw it has is that it's not in my house. And, like, <laughs> like that thing, it's it's ah, it's 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 perfect. I love it. It wins. Next, cool. <laughs> I win. Um, what you call it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I personally would have to go with the Universal Ring. Um, just because, like, yeah, it's not the coolest looking of all the rings, but the representation, like the, you know, like, like you said, you said it exactly. That thing is ripped right off the page. And that, you know, that to me means a, a lot, um, for such an obscure ring. It's such an obscure ring that, like, because of, you know, how it came about, the story that it came about, will never exist in a licensed version. (laughs) Absolutely never exist. But but I still have one and that to me makes me very happy. The other thing is like while I've come around on the Parallax Fear Bug, um back when Rebirth came out, like I was I was not happy about that retcon. Um so I mean, you know, I'll take off some points for that. But man, like I have I do have to agree that the Hal Jordan sculpt of, you know, that, that portion of the, the, the statue is like perfect. Absolutely perfect. At least he's fighting the fear bug as opposed to the doing a half-assed statue of him, have him being possessed by it and not, and giving us the stupid jagged teeth thing. So yes, uh, it's a really, it's a nice, if, if it was expensive, but it's a nice, it's a nice piece to have in your collection or as a, as, as a display item. So, Parallax Hal moves on. I hate the fact that I got into to like collecting and displaying statues so many years after all the best Green Lantern statues came out. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I'm trying to remember what year that was. You guys were still hosting the show because I think I one of the one of the product reviews I wrote for the for the website was that statue. So obviously I wasn't hosting it. So that might have been the first one. I think that might have been the first one. Probably. Um, let's see. Okay, so next up, we have the 2009 San Diego Comic-Con Hal Jordan exclusives going up against the Silver Phantom Lantern Ring. And I will be sending a photo along of the ring. I know Mark knows what this is. This, and um, this is, is this the entire line of the, uh, the multicolored Hal's? Yeah, yes. the five, the five original ones. Yes. Um, the this okay. I'm gonna go first. I have to go for the ring um, because I designed it. Oh, like, that is true. <laughs> this is, you know, I designed it to be as comic accurate as possible, and Burke produced it. It is made from sterling silver. It has the banged up band and the square face. It is to me right off the page, just like the 
Universal Ring. Um, I this one will always have special significance to me. Um, as much as I do love those Hal Jordans as well as you probably could guess. You want me to go, Dan? Or do you want to go? Uh, you go. <laughs> I do, and I have a version of that ring, uh, of the Phantom Ring. So I do like the ring. I like the concept. I like the arc that was introduced. I think as far as, again, like a Holy Grail item for people, people who did not, people who knew about it, people who wanted to get it, the buzz about it, I think the San Diego Comic-Con house for more <laughs> relevant. There are, in the big picture, because again, because if you really didn't read the Green Lanterns book, you, have, you would have no idea. If you didn't read the Jessica Simon book, you still would have no idea what, this, what a Phantom Lantern ring is. Even when they gave it, even when they brought it back with Cyborg Superman, it wouldn't have mattered because that was all <laughs> the same book. Uh, so, the San Diego Comic Con house were big. They were heavily publicized. They were the part of the the marketing machine for Blackest Night, and we know how big Blackest Night was. And these things were in super, super, super high demand. And again, I was lucky enough to do the right buy, do a, a buy it now at the right price that I was willing to pay for each figure at the max to begin with. I said, so let me do it. I got accepted, and so I got all the so I got the green, the blue, the red, the yellow, and the orange uh, from that wave. And the only one that's opened is the blue. That's the only one that's open. Actually, do I have the green? I have two. I had two greens. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've opened a green. It's a different. But I think as a as an overall collectible, and what makes me happy if I see it, I would say I would clicking both those boxes. I would go with the Comic Con hat. <laughs> yeah, those those the the multicolored rainbow hats are. The sculpts are great. The idea, it's a great idea. It is. It, it like it's it's struck at exactly the right time in exactly the right way. The like the the metallic paint jobs on them are fantastic. Everything about these are great. There's just one big problem. All those goddamn joints. <laughs> so I gotta go with the ring. Wow. <laughs> Phantom ring moves on. Oh my god. I know. That's um. It's an upset. Where's the? Oh, are we close to the melee round yet? We yes, have to. We have, we, we one, have one more to. bracket, and then the melee. Um, the you know the thing with the Hal Jordans. Uh, I had the. I, well, I have. I still have the red and the orange from that wave. And at the time, like those were like the two that Hal had actually been in. Um, and since then, he's you know he's worn the yellow ring and had the yellow costume. The yellow came like years later. Yeah, but then, but he also like while he had a blue ring, he was never fully blue. Yep. Because it was like it was like the, the blue and the green, com- you know, competing, which they then made a figure later on, which had like the blue green split down the middle, which was awesome. But um, yeah, those figures were really really cool. Um, great packaging and everything like that. Wish they were a little easier to get, you know. I wish they made like a few more, but say levy. Okay, I think the next one will probably be a little easier. 
at least for me anyway. Uh, We have the bombshell Jessica Cruz statue, (laughs) which I finally got. Oh, you did? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Congrats. You've been looking for that for a long time. Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell the story in a second. Going up against the Green Lantern poster by Christopher Moeller with Kyle Allen and Hal. Here's what it looks like. Oh, I remember that poster. I didn't. I didn't remember it until I looked it up a little while ago. Yeah, I had never... Like, I had it. I think I found it in a comic shop when I was young. And I had never seen it anywhere else ever since up through today. (laughs) And like they're like I've shown it to people and they're like where the what the hell is that and I'm like I don't know I just found it it's cool right it is cool I've never seen it before um, yeah I've never seen it before I never heard of the artist before or since and I th- I'm pretty sure I still have it in my in my closet somewhere I should really frame it or something because this was back in the days where I just put some like fun tack in the corners and oh god. So it's like the edges are probably like beating the shit, but that's fine. That is, it is, it is a, it is a, a cool poster. Um, the um, the bombshell Jessica statue. This um, there's a couple of things with this one. First off, like this was not based off a cover. Most of the bombshell statues were based off of a a cover by. Um, I believe, uh, believe the artist's first name is like Emiliana or something like that. Um, but, um, yeah, she re-envisioned all the, you know, the DC superheroes and superheroines in like the classic bombshell style, uh, from like the, I guess, 40s or 50s or so. Um, and yeah, and Green Lantern, like Green Lantern, had a Star Sapphire Carol Ferris cover, which was like barely bombshell esque and really was not that impressive to you know. Well, it definitely wasn't impressive enough to make a statue out of because they never made that. I think did they also have a Aresia cover? They did. It was um one of her walking some construct dogs. That's, that's the one, right. like, I asked you if they ever made a statue of, and you're like, no. Yeah, that, and that's the weird thing. Like, they had that one, which was still pretty cool, and I honestly probably would have gone for that one also. Never made a statue of that one. They did, however, make a statue of Jessica Cruz, which never got a cover. Um, and, I mean, like, it was weird the way that that one came about, but it's, like, the design of it is just so absolutely phenomenal it re-envisions her as a like a traffic cop she's got a construct sign and her lantern is a traffic stoplight that she's holding in her hand um she's got like you know like the constructs are like that clear green material she comes with like two or three green clear green traffic cones that you can place around her the the face sculpt is like hands down like and I mean like even I, I would say this like even if she wasn't like a Green Lantern, it is hands down the best paint and face sculpts 
out of any character in the line. It is hands down the most beautiful statue in the entire bombshell line. And as such is one of the hardest ones to find and come by. Um, I really started to try and track one down earlier this year. Like I remember when they solicited the thing and it was like the kind of thing where it's like, Oh yeah, this thing's going to be, you know, coming down the line, you know, eventually and heard nothing about it for like over a year. And then it's like, Oh yeah, by the way, that statue, uh, it's completely sold out now and you can't find it anywhere. It's like, Oh great. Okay. Perfect. Um, so earlier this year, I started like really like, okay, let me see where, you know, where can I find one of these things? And they just like weren't available on eBay. Like you'd get like one popping up on eBay a month and it would get scooped up like in minutes. I'm like, I had alerts going and like it wasn't alerting me fast enough before somebody else would get it. So. After doing a, a lot of searching, I finally found a comic shop in uh, Pittsburgh that had one of these statues available on their website. A lot of searching to try and find this one. The funny thing is, I discovered this website literally the day before everything in Pennsylvania and New York got shut down for the quarantine. <laughs> so I said said to the guy it was like it was the sunday right before like the monday everything was closing says to the guy i'm like yeah i'm like i really want to get this statue he's like well he's like uh i have to shut down tomorrow legally or else you know my store is going to be screwed he's like but you know keep in touch and when i can send it he's like i will and when you say you have it do you mean you hypothetically have it or no 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 like like literally like (laughs) This this was funny because like I was keeping up with the quarantine news for for Pennsylvania as a state in Pittsburgh locally, and you know every every couple of weeks I'd you know shoot him an email like hey you know just wants to let you know I'm you know still interested and you know take your time stay safe blah blah blah, um, you know I don't need this thing right away you know when quarantine's over you know that'll be awesome, and like as soon as quarantine was over. You know, like, obviously, he was itching to sell stuff also so that he could keep the store open. Um, He sold it to me, shipped it to me. Like, shipping was pretty inexpensive, considering. And I had it a couple of days later, and now I have, like, this amazing statue. So, that's my story. That's awesome. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. I'm looking at this now. Like, I had always just assumed that that little tail coming off of the stop sign was like to show like motion and i just realized oh it's it's popping out of her ring yeah but yeah it's really cool the stop sign her handcuffs the traffic cone i think even like the whistle around her neck are all constructs yes i vote jessica yeah me too i mean i i love my poster but i i also want this statue (laughs) (laughs) nice may they okay We've got the melee round. Um, we have to. Uh, yeah, we have no, to. Re- no, we have the second round and the final four. Oh god! Yeah, second round. I know. I mean, this, may, this may be a two. This may be a two-part episode. And we don't mean the number time. Number times we break it up to record. I mean. Perfect. There we go. Okay. 
now we have the melee round. Nice. And the winner winner of this will go on to the final four. So for this we have the DC Collectibles Saint Walker Blue Lantern statue from the Green Lantern animated series. Uh-huh. We have the animated series Green Lantern Power Battery Bank. Um, it's a power battery based on the uh, cartoon, but it's a bank. Uh, Green Lantern number 11 from the Golden Age. The Women of the DC Universe Series 3 Star Sapphire Bust. The DC Direct, well, yeah, the DC Direct Movie Power Battery Prop. The White Lantern Power Battery from DC Direct. And the classic confrontation statue, Hal versus Parallax. No, Wait. you must. You already did that one. That's oh. that's the yeah. Okay, so I guess that was literally on the list twice. Okay. Good. Well, so that's. I, I want to clarify the Golden Age issue. It it doesn't have like basically my one of my things is like I think it would be cool to just own a Golden Age Green Lantern issue and my only qualifier is I want it to have a cool looking cover with Alan Scott on it <laughs> and not like oh here's a shot of Alan's weird head or something so I just googled Golden Age Green Lantern issues and found a cover I liked so I guess in general think of it as as a Golden Age Green Lantern issue. <laughs> it's an okay cover. It's not a great cover. No, I but like it's one of the best ones that came up. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that. Uh, oh, God, this is tough. For me, it's okay. really tough, since there's a lot of mine in this group, too. Uh, the Green Let Lantern... Me... Okay. Oh, let, let me let me walk through because like I don't know this might help. Um, given the things on this list, the Green Lantern Eleven, while it would be cool to have an issue from back then, um, I I, I, can't, I definitely can't go with number eleven, and I, my my OCD would would cause issues with that. Um, but think but of it as number one twice. Yeah, definitely no. No, no. <laughs> um, but you have that. Uh, the Star Sapphire bust from the Women of the DC Universe. It's a cool bust, but I don't think it ranks high enough considering the other things that are on this list. I don't know. Amanda Connor design. Yeah. Yeah, no, those were... They're all great, but still. Um, the White Lantern battery. Uh, also, one of my favorite from the all the power battery lines. Um, still not going to make my my final couple. Um, we're da- okay. I'm going to knock off the the power battery bank also. As cool as that is, as much as I love that, as much as my kids love playing with it, uh, <laughs> that goes off. Which means that for me personally. It comes down to the DC Direct power battery prop replica from the movie going up against the St. Walker Blue Lantern statue from the Green Lantern animated series. I would agree with that whittling down to the final two. I mean, for me, it would honestly be... Because, like, I, I'm... I don't think either any of the batteries that we're left with are terribly impressive, 
I think like the white like the white battery is like really cool, but it's it's kind of diminished by being just a paint job of the other like eight batteries or whatever. But it's the like, brightest one, man. It's by far. Ooh, it's shiny. <laughs> no, it's so I, shiny. Mean, I mean, it is. The light that pumps out of that sucker is so much brighter than anything in that wave, by far. Um, yeah, I guess. And but it's, I think it's symbolism, man, symbolism. But oh yeah, symbolism. I I think the clear winner out of this whole batch is the Saint Walker statue. <sighs> That is my vote. Okay, Jim. Well, the if you had to ask me, like now that I have the um, the bombshell Jessica Cruz statue, if I could pick any other statue, Green Lantern related, you know, anyone ever made, I would pick the Saint Walker animated statue. Um, it's very difficult to come by. Like, that one rarely moves, also. Uh, it, because it's so popular. It's just such a great sculpt. They didn't make a lot of them, but it's just such a great sculpt. The colors are amazing. Uh, that said, the movie power battery is my favorite battery. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know, it's, it's strange. <laughs> I have... I have in my possession, I have the original Hal Jordan power battery from DC Direct. It's a great battery. I have the Alan Scott power battery. And I have the DC Direct movie power battery. And out of all three that I have, there's only one that I have on display. And that is the movie power battery. I just love the design. I love the translucency to it. It looks like an artifact. It's just, it's it's weird because it's so not like anything traditional, and it's emblematic of a pretty bad movie. <laughs> and yet the design is just so nice. It's very difficult to pick here. It is very slim, so it takes up less space in an apartment. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's for damn sure. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. At this point, you, I could go. I could go with either of these. You have made me feel a lot better about my my decision years ago to pre-order that Saint Walker statue, which is currently <laughs> the only Green Lantern statue I have that's not a power battery. <laughs> the green, the movie power battery, you know, with the DC one because it lights up with the rings, <laughs> just like all the other power batteries do. That awesome. It, yes, that that is a big plus, and of course, with all those, since it's magnet, the rings are magnetic. That's how how it works. That basically all those rings are interchangeable, so you could use any ring to light up any of those ba- any of those power batteries. Uh, it is a unique look. I do like the way it lights up. It's it is. I would agree. It's one of my one of my favorite batteries. Just like even like Jim and I talked about the other day, the Kyle battery. If the Kyle battery had been full scale, which it wasn't, and it had been ring operated, which it wasn't, it was just turn it off on. Now, the, mind you, there's a trade off because it runs on, uh, on runs on watch batteries as opposed to like double A, so it lasts so the batteries. Oh. So the batteries last forever, but you but you but it's either on or it's off, and you can't light it up, and it's not full scale. So if that had been full scale, that I that would have been high. That would have made because that was on my my master list, and then it was, and then it was. When we cut it down to ten, Kyle was off. 
I'm going to vote for the St. Walker statue. There is one fundamental oh. flaw with the St. Walker statue is that they got yeah, the emblem upside yeah. down again, which drives me up the damn wall because it's so careless to do oh that over and over and over again. That the, the emblem on his chest is upside down. Uh, so that drives me up the friggin' wall because it you know it just should not happen as often as it does on Blue Lantern merchandise. And oh, does it, it happen on other? Yeah, the heroes of the DC, the Blackest Night heroes of the DC universe, Saint Walker bust. The emblem, chest emblem is correct. The emblem on the base of the, uh, the, uh, the base of the bust is upside down. They do it all the time, and it's front. Considering I say all the time based on the number of things that they've released, it's a per capita they make they screw up at least. It's got to be close to fifty percent of the time, and it's not that hard. Like I said, I don't like when they split when they they, they they do the blue lantern symbol with the with the angel wings not connected to the battery. But if you did that, you couldn't screw it up. So at least I'd rather you do that. At least they, that way it wouldn't be blatantly obvious. Hey, that thing's upside down. Now it's a great statue. I love it. Again, symbolism is important. Saint Walker. They did a great job doing Saint Walker in the animated show. Uh, so I'm voting for it, and I and, it, and I think it deserves to certainly make the final to make the final four. But if it it comes down a little a peg, just because once again they couldn't take the time to, I mean the the heroes of the DC bust thing is, is even more annoying because again you have the symbol on it twice. You would think somebody would be able to figure out these things don't match. One of them must be right. One of them must be wrong. So. Here I thought it was just an animated series thing because no, every time, every well, I mean, because every single time the uh, the the interceptor ship shows up in a comic book, they're always driving it backwards because people assume the big end is the, like the back. <laughs> That's true. Well, <laughs> well um. I th- I think we're all very su- sufficiently surprised that Mark voted for Saint Walker in something. Yeah. Okay, so if you guys are both voting for St. Walker, I'm going to give the power battery a proper nod. Okay. Um, means nothing, but <laughs> I will go for it anyway. Um, also, it's easier to do that because the symbol is upside down. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> uh, and what you call it, just a heads up, the, the statue, the St. Walker statue... The only one that closed recently closed around $300, and the only one available is in Britain right now for $400. Nice. So, at least there's one available. I have to say that's impressive. Okay, so now we're down to round two. Um, God. Yeah, yeah. Well, this should go a little bit quicker. Well, let's make a concerted effort to make it go quicker. <laughs> yes. Which it should go quicker. Jim is right because we've talked about all these items at least once already. So. Yeah, yes. we know what the deal is. It can yes. be a snap decision. Yes. Okay. Uh, Green Lantern, the animated series Blu-ray box set, going up against the free Green Lantern ring given out in the 90s. Box set. I'm going to go with the box set, too. I would have gone with the ring, but if you guys want to go with the box set, that's fine. Woo! Um, Green Lantern Batman figure from DC Direct going up against Zero Hour Zero, signed and sketched by Martin O'Dell. Mm, joints are bad. Pick the comic. <laughs> I'm also going with Zero Hour Zero. So am I. 
Okay. Um, Justice League Unlimited Green Lantern John Stewart Energy Shield Armor going up against the Alan Scott Power Battery. Oh. Mm. Alan Scott. Mm. Gotta go Alan Scott. Okay. I love them both. <laughs> They're going very fast. <laughs> the Warner Brothers store Hal Jordan Beanie Baby going up against the DC Direct movie ring. This is I, tough. Out of those two, I would pick the ring. Me too. All right, then it doesn't matter. I don't. I probably would have gone with the beanie, but it was close, so it's all right. So the so the ring. So with the ring. We're gonna have uh, this done in ten minutes. Well, we, well, it makes sense because we made our arguments for, for pro and four and pro and, pro and con yeah. in the first round. So. Uh, okay, now we have the Power of Ion trade paperback signed by Judd Winnick, going up against the Green Lantern Hal Jordan versus Parallax statue. Statue. I'm going to go with the statue, too. Okay. Doesn't matter what I would go with. I would still go with the Power of Ion trade paperback, but that's fine. Uh, and finally, we have the Silver Phantom Lantern Ring uh, going up against the Bombshell Jessica Cruz statue. Oh, Jessica, I, come on. I definitely have to go with Jessica. I go with Just Jessica, too. The most beautiful statue they've ever made, in my opinion. Okay, well that's that's it for that round. God, now, that was easy. <laughs> okay, now uh, Green Lantern the animated series Blu-ray box set going up against the Zero Hour Zero signed and sketched by Martin O'Dell. Is this the final round? No, the final. No. Oh, no. This gets us to the. Uh, this round will get us to the final four. Yes. Okay. What was it again? I'm sorry. The animated series Blu-ray. Or Zero Hour Zero Sign and Sketch by Martin O'Dell? Mm, animated series. Mm, I still have to go with Zero Hour Zero. Ooh, Mark. I know, I'm the tiebreaker. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. This, this, one's, this one's tough. Um, <clears throat> I think this is where it comes down to the fact that if you didn't have, if you didn't own the Blu ray box set, you could still watch it online I mean, as opposed to the zero hour zero which is a thing that you can own where is it online because it's like is it on like dc universe or something it's definitely on dc universe and okay. it'll probably be on hbo like plus or max or whatever it is i mean i would say i would say you have more of an argument once hbo max asserts itself more with this dc content because right now there's kind of no reason to get DC Universe. Yeah, because it's going to be gone soon in all likelihood. Uh, I vote for zero hour. Um, yeah, I mean, even if you don't want to go the HBO route, there's other clandestine ways of watching it online. You can be a goddamn criminal like Jim Ford. <laughs> a smooth criminal. <laughs> stole, stole that statue. Uh, next up, we have the Green Lantern Alan Scott Power Battery Applica going up against the DC Direct Movie Ring. Ooh, battery. I'm going ring. Oh, God. 
Mark's picking between his kids now. Not really. <laughs> neither, neither, one of, neither one of these are mine, technically. <laughs> I didn't say you liked your kids. <laughs> They're adopted. They're adopted. Wait, what? Like Loki. Uh, let's see. Well, my cats were adopted. That would be true. Uh... This is this is really tough because I again Alan, I don't have the Alan Scott battery and Alan Scott's not my Green Lantern and yeah, and not that the movie ring is my favorite ring design either but every version of the movie ring is cool whether it was the uh, Noble Collection whether it's DC Direct whether it's a friggin' Toys R Us all those versions of the rings were pretty cool. Um, God, the Noble Collection. Yes, I haven't heard that name. Yes, in. but well, they haven't had anything good uh, from, from from our perspective. Uh, I would say I'll go with the power battery. It's tough, but I'll go with the power battery. Oh man! Sorry, Jim. It was tough. Where we start? Where we start breaking hearts? Listen, decisions got to get made. I know the next one's going to be a bitch too. Not for me. I know, not for you. I'm just saying it's it's it's. I'm the only this, one not keeping track of this. What's next? <laughs> the next up, we have the Green Lantern Hal Jordan versus Parallax statue going up against the bombshell Jessica Cruz statue. Oh, man. You yeah. suck, Jim. Oh, this is all random. Yeah, these are the brackets. That's how they... That's I how they... know, but you presented it. That means it's your fault. So basically, So basically, decide, Dan, because... because uh, Jim's, both, I mean, Jim's sticking with Jessica. I'm sticking with Hal versus Parallax. So you're the one who has to make the decision. Oh, for this one. God. See, I'm in not like this is the worst possible position to be put in. Not only because these are both great statues, but because they're both statues that I really, really wish I had. <laughs> um, but but oh, only Jesus. one has magnets, Jim. Dan. <laughs> I do like magnets. They stick to very many things. <laughs> um. Oh man. One has a fear bug. They, that's true. And one is represents the, super- the greatest Green Lantern of them all. <laughs> superior. For, well, I mean, well, you, listen. you do you do make a good point, Mark. It has Hal in it, and that should dock it a few points. Um. <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> this is the hardest decision of the entire episode. <laughs> I'm trying to think like if you put both in front of me and said I could only take one home, I don't. I'm like I don't know which one I would pick. Mm. No, you know what? Parallax. There is no good way to this is picking your kids this is there is no good good one to leave out here but i gotta pick one and no matter which one i pick i'm going to regret it so i'm picking the parallax statue (sighs) well we're down to the final four now this oh wow (laughs) god this is gonna get worse this is interesting. This is very interesting. So, so before before you tell us this, which side which side of the bracket which side of the bracket is the St. Walker statue going on? 
well, yeah, so the way that I have it is that the melee is at the bottom. Oh. So the way the brackets go, these are very, um, I would say, fairly paired up. You're going to have the Allen bracket and the, and the statue bracket, is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we oh, have shit. zero hour zero. Signed and sketched by the creator of Green Lantern himself, Martin O'Dell. Upsell that a little more. Going up against against a cheap piece of metal with garbage crackling paint. Well, when you put it that way, I'm definitely voting for the battery. Uh, yeah, the Allen's got power battery going up against zero hours zero signed and sketched by Martin O'Dell. That's really I have both. Um, I'm still going Green Lantern zero hour. Oh, zero Mark, hour zero. Mark is up to you. Okay, so you, really, you you legitimately voted for the battery. I wasn't sure. If oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, this one's th- this one's tough because if you look at it from a display perspective. Displaying the com- even no matter how you did it, displaying the comic book, I don't know, even as a conversation piece, I don't think would be as impressive as the power battery. But that is a, again we come back to what the issue is, what's drawn on it, who you know who did it. Uh, from a collectability perspective, the zero the comic might be a better collectible. Oh man. Mark, you could sell that comic and put your cats through college. Not anymore. Apparently, I can't. <laughs> oh. He gave it to me. I gave it to him. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> I was kidding. No backsies. Uh, I think... I'm going to go with the zero hour. I, it was really hard. I'm going to go with the zero hour. Just because that's not my favorite power. If it was a different power, I, I'm glad a power battery made it to the final four. I think it should have, based on these categories. But of all the batteries I would have pushed to the final four, I wouldn't have been Allen. It just he got a good bracket. I so I think I think the zero hour is probably a that's a cooler cooler collectible. I agree. And now we get and to the, now, now we get to the worst thing of all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is this is this is a little more difficult for me. The Green Lantern Hal Jordan versus Parallax statue going up against the Saint Walker Blue Lantern statue from the animated series. So the way I'm looking at this, and I don't think this will help either of you, <laughs> is is I have the blue I have the Saint Walker statue. I do not have the Hal vs. Parallax statue. I I greatly want the Hal vs. Parallax statue. Would I trade my Blue Lantern statue to get it? And I would say no. So I'm going to vote for the St. Walker statue. <laughs> um, from my perspective... Bombshell statue Jessica Cruz lost to the Hal Jordan versus Parallax statue. So that one can rot in hell. God 
That's a fair no, way I, of looking at it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, as much, you know, it's it, it is difficult though because like the Hal Jordan version of the statue was amazing, and even if you don't know who Parallax is, it's still cool seeing him fight what would apparently be a yellow construct or a yellow creature or demon or whatever. It's a great, uh, like, diorama piece. Yeah. No, it is. It definitely is. Um, and the Blue Lantern statue does have that upside-down symbol, although I have to believe that if I owned it, I would repair that. Um, <laughs> I would I would absolutely repair it. I mean, It I doesn't take at- a hell of a lot. I mean, I, I look at the, I'm looking at it right now, and even though I know it's there, I barely even notice it, and it, it doesn't really take away. I mean, all it really takes is, like, the tiniest brushstroke of white on the bottom, and the tiniest brushstroke brush of black paint, you know, on the top part, and that, you know, then all of a sudden it's fixed. It's such a clean, simple, elegant design. If I was given the option of just grabbing one of them and going home with it. I would have to pick the same Walker statue. Alrighty then. What would you pick, Mark? I probably, if I had been the deciding vote, I probably would have gone with the Hal statue. I think the Hal <laughs> statue, as a as a collector's piece, is more impressive. If if it had now. If it had been a, a non-animated version of St. Walker, if it had been a comic book accurate St. Walker with the right symbol, but just just a, and not but not a Doug Monkey version of St. Walker either, a good version of St. Walker in a, a similar pose, then because of my emotional ties, I probably would have gone. And, and I do love that animated statue. I really do. That's one of the reasons I hate the fact that series got cut off because we'll never know what could have been and everything else. But even if it was 50-50, you come back to that little that little flaw, and I know it's fixable. I know it is. But I, but I think the Hal Parallax thing is really unique. It's really impressive. And, yeah, I, I, I would have voted for that if I had to ma- if I had been the deciding vote. But St. Walker moves on to the finals. Okay. So this is the final round? The final round we have... Zero Hour Zero, the perfect cover, signed and sketched by the creator of our beloved Green Lantern himself, Martin O'Dell, going up against the awful, awful <laughs> mistaken symbol. No. This segment uh, is brought to you by CNN. <laughs> Blue Lantern statue from the animated series. And Mark, I just want to take a moment and say that if the series had continued... I'm sure that St. Walker would have lost hope and he would no longer be a Blue Lantern. <laughs> but, he, but he'd have a little chipmunk thing to hang out with. <laughs> you know, we're doing this in the 80th anniversary of Green Lantern, which really means the 80th anniversary of Alan Scott. And the I think the only appropriate thing to do to celebrate that is to vote for the Blue Lantern St. Walker statue. <laughs> was, which I am! Which I am! For one moment, for one moment, I really thought Dan was going to do was making the argument yeah, that no. I, I know it was, it was a pipe dream, but I thought for one moment, it's like, you know, 
Which, which, Mark, I, which I wouldn't have thought was overly genuine only because I don't didn't really think you thought clearly you didn't think the Alan Scott piece <laughs> all along was worthy of making it to the finals. Uh, for for no moments I thought that Dan was being serious or genuine. So I see, guys, um, I, I save my sincerity for my YouTube channel. <laughs> Mark, Mark, I'm just gonna say that no matter which way you pick. Both of these were at one time in your collection. <laughs> which has no, which, which, yeah. But you know, as a, clearly since I voted against some of my own stuff, probably unfortunately <laughs> earlier on, <laughs> that I'm sure I do my best to try to be objective. So that has nothing to that. I guess it. Oh, bal- no, I, guess no, it bal- I, I guess it balances it out if, if I, for some reason, mm-hmm. I guess technically. But Mark, how will Saint Walker have hope if even you give up on him? Oh, that was good. <laughs> Listen, there would be no hope if it wasn't for Martin O'Dell. <laughs> so, we, man, it's a shame Martin. Where was Martin O'Dell when Brother Worth needed him? Same place Jeff Jones he was, was out of town. He was. Listen, no, he was on the other side, welcoming Brother Worth <laughs> to the afterlife. Martin O'Dell is on the other side of the source wall. Oh God! <laughs> Martin O'Dell created the source wall. Oh, man. It's safe to assume I'm the tiebreaker here, right? <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Yes, I, I Just would making say sure so. I understand the complexities of this situation. <laughs> uh, read, from your, read from your card. It clear, your cue card clearly says Blue Lantern Statue. <laughs> now, based on, <laughs> based on the, 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 the criteria laid out by one Jim Ford... <laughs> About yes. what? What if this was in your collection, and what if you looked at would bring you the most joy? He really doesn't want. To <laughs> I'm gonna have to vote for the Saint Walker statue because Woo, because Saint, I had that that statue at, on my desk at work. I don't have it in front of me here. It's at my desk at work, so I see him every day. <laughs> so yes, he uh, he. But it this is definitely an acquired taste thing. I mean, if you were. Now, if you were, if this was just exclusively all Green Lantern uh, material, and it's not, because we obviously had a whole bunch of different Lantern things thrown in in the mix, mostly Green Lantern stuff, but not exclusively, then, yeah, then it'd be kind of hard to beat an Alan Scott thing. But for me, even if, especially if I look at something, if I did, let's say I didn't have either one of these, as opposed to I did have both of these at one point, which one of these would I, which one of these personally for me would I want? I know the Nodell thing is more significant historically. I understand that. But St. Walker means a lot more to me emotionally. <laughs> so I would, I, would still prefer, I would still prefer to have the St. Walker statue flaw, flaw on. So I would have to cast my vote for this year's, this year's winner of this bracket, St. Walker. <laughs> well, okay, so. and this is, this is Jim Ford signing off from the Lantern cast forever. Forever. <laughs> I hate you, I hate you all. <laughs> I, I, I'm just very happy that the the clearly chose the, like the best, most superior piece of Green Lantern merchandise under the sun is the one statue I own. <laughs> and, and it's a blue and it's blue lantern related, which which is appropriate considering Jim, Jim's show had the, the three. The three dads from Full House win the Mother's Day episode. <laughs> best mothers, best TV mothers turn out to be the three dads from Full House. So hey, these things happen. Absolutely, they do. 
Um, especially when, yeah, no, especially I mean, when it's randomized. I, especially when it's randomized and they're not seeded. Uh, that that's yeah that's 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 kind of where it you know where it comes down on like if these were randomized in a different way it might come down a completely different way um but uh yeah i listen i mean you know there's there's no shame in saint walker the animated you know statue winning because it is such a phenomenal statue it is a hard to come by collectible it signifies you know like while the Blu-ray box set did not continue into the final four, at least something from the animated series did continue on. Um, it's uh, it's definitely a great collectible. So that's the winner this time around. Woo! Yay! We did it. Finally, with, oh with all the hurdles we had to clear. How did this end up being the length of a regular episode? It, t- it took so long at first. Well, we had like a like a 50, at least a fifteen minute delay in the midst, but we knew it was going to be long because the last one was long. I think yeah. we kind of figured we we knew this thing. This this is yeah. This is going to be a yeah. This is going to be pretty probably a little over two hours, I would guess. Uh, maybe maybe more. Oh yeah, definitely. Maybe like two twenty. Oh, I forgot we I forgot we stopped. I just yes, looked at the we time like, we right now. Like an yeah, hour and we a half. Like, we were close to we were close to an hour, even so even with even with stuff at the beginning and end of that recording that pro- that will be cut out. It's still probably at least forty something minutes of actual combined with this. Yeah. So we're mm-hmm. yeah, so it's a it's a it's a good size episode. So that's nothing wrong with com- nothing wrong with that, especially because it's unplanned. So we t- we we go where it takes us. Absolutely. All right, so do, okay, Mark. Yeah, let me do the ending. On actually, you guys want to push? You want to do your push your things first? Oh. Yeah, Jim, yeah, Jim. If we want to hear more brackety talk, where would we go? Uh, you can go to Four Brothers Brackets podcast. It's available on all of your popular aggregators. Uh, you can find it on Spotify. Uh, probably, I don't know, Stitcher. I'm not really sure. Uh, I have a general <laughs> podcasting app. And it's on there too. So, um, four brothers pa- pa- uh, brackets podcast. It's the number four, and we cover like a bunch of brackets. Sometimes we'll do you know like the you know typical ones like best cartoon. Like we have the best Nickelodeon show, which is broken down by best live action in one side and best cartoon on the other side. And we're going to be going through and like picking like we picked um, the best afternoon and best primetime cartoon in another episode uh and then we have uh best cartoon network coming up eventually and then best saturday morning so it's going to be like one mega battle against all the cartoons that have ever been made um (laughs) ever yes (laughs) no pressure Uh, well that that we know of, that that we've watched um, somehow. So yeah. So basically, that statue won again. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, we have an episode coming up uh, in the next week that um, is probably our best episode. The one that we just did was uh, best roles for wrestlers in movies. Um, Suburban Commando was a, uh, a, a a serious contender in that one. Thunderlips, baby. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's fun. Like we we do bracket stuff, but we kind of like twist it a little, and you know, there's like I said, there's your usual, you know, basic topics, and then there's your crazy topics that 
I think we kind of excel at. So, Four Brothers Brackets podcast. Good, Dan. Well, I have, in in Grand Lantern Cast tradition, I wanted to see a Green Lantern YouTube channel that had analytical content and couldn't find one, so I made one. So go to YouTube, type in Mosaic Comics, and there's there's a I think there's like there's seven or eight videos up there right now covering like a range of topics. The one that I'm working on right now, which should be up next by next week, is a uh, you know it's it's Alan Scott's 80th anniversary and all that. And I was thinking of like, hey, what's some Alan Scott content I could make? And I realized that after the first six months or so of his creation everyone in the world stopped paying attention to the new 52 earth 2 version of alan scott a character that they continued telling stories about for about five years straight so i went and i read all of it and did some a considerable amount of research into (laughs) why why they chose to reimagine Alan Scott of all characters as gay and why they did it when they did it. And then dug, dug into how did they use the character once we had him. And if you want to know all about that, oh boy, do you, (laughs) (laughs) that'll be, that should be up this coming Sunday, which should be last Sunday because I assume that this is going up next week sometime. <laughs> well, you could be, you should be wrong because it should be coming out Friday. <laughs> really? I don't know when you guys do things. Yeah, is, well, wait, isn't Friday tomorrow? No. But now, technically, no, it will be. But uh, <laughs> when but, will that be now? But soon. But when we started recording, it would it would, it would have been yeah, not quite. Uh, but yes, it will be Friday if everything goes well with the editing, which I won't be doing tonight. That's why it's going to be Friday. Normally, I've been releasing on Thursday, but that ain't happening. There's going to be too much stuff I'm going to have to do. For uh, some reason, I thought you guys released on Tuesday. I don't know why change, I thought Tuesday. It's all over the map. I mean, when, for a while, we were doing. We used to be doing earlier in the week, and then Chad, we kind of switched to Fridays, and then... And then after his colon exploded, and I've been doing it, I've been trying to... Re- I've been, I, for the most part, other than in the first, I think when Jim and I did the toy podcast, I think for the most part, I've had I've had episodes ready to go by on Wednesdays or Thursday. It all depends on when we, when we record. Um, so, right. it should be... Well, so this should... Either way, so, if you're listening, if this does come out on, what, the 31st, then wait a couple of days and the dance episode should be ready to yeah. go. Yeah, like Alan Scott video will be up sometime in the next five days. I don't know. <laughs> in the in in the meantime, there's other things there to watch. If you want to you want to de- uh, like a history of Simon Baz and his publication and his powers, you want a breakdown of what like a confusing mess the White Lantern is. All sorts of things are up there for you. So it's Mosaic Comics on YouTube. And if you don't like videos, if you like blogs, I've been publishing all the scripts at mosaiccomics.blogspot.com. So you can go there and read it instead if you like. Nice. All right, for for, for, for this show that's still around, <laughs> lanterncast at gmail.com. Uh, the website is lanterncast.com. 
can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, hashtag GLCast. To find us on those, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We run all of those. So whichever platform or platforms you listen to us on, please leave us a positive review. And last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, which apparently nobody wants to do these days, (laughs) 708-Lantern. 708-Lantern. And let us know what you think. And have no idea what's coming up next. Actually, that's not entirely true. But but I'm going to be smart and not going to say it because – it puts too much pressure on me, <laughs> just in case, because even that Code 8 episode, Chad and I had a pro- it took us a while to be able to record that, so there was doubt whether that was even going to come out when it did, so we have a plan, Chad should be back next week, they said he's not gone for, it, for any medical reason really this time, so that's it for me, so good night everybody. Good night. So long. <laughs>